Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Getting to the Root with Ruth. Um, today, I'm here with my boyfriend, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> well, so today we're going to talk about why men find it hard to commit. And I felt it would be very good to, to talk about this topic, having a man in the room. Uh, mostly because your girl don't know nothing about why men can't commit. I have theories, but you know, you can only get so far you with that. Not, you should not get so. Okay, well. You don't have theories. You don't have theories. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Anyways, so this um, topic is inspired by. Well, I think everyone talks about this generally, but it's an interesting, and it's it really is an interesting topic to try to dissect. But um, we were watching Too Hot to Handle, season five. And if y'all have made it to, like, what, episode eight, um, you already know, or even earlier than that, you already know that um, Louise and... Christine? Christine, yeah. Louis and Christine and Alex and Elise have... um, those are the two major couples that look like they're going to make it to the to the finale. At this point, they basically have, right? Yeah. And something that, you know, you guys, I noticed, I'm sure everybody noticed, Lana noticed, is that both men were very hesitant to commit. So the backstory is that Elise and Alex, so initially, Elise actually chose the other guy. But then Alex kind of warmed um, his way to her heart and she chose him. And they things were looking pretty good for them. But then there was this uh, men workshop that they usually have on the Too Hot to Handle. And uh, Alex talked about how he's always been a wanderer in his words. And so he'd always like to travel, which I feel like that's a rather, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting way to say he a hoe, he a travel hoe. That's what he really trying to say. I mean, no judgment, you know, but it is what it is. But he said that he's, he is a wanderer and, uh, yeah, it, I think that gave him some cold feet about settling down with Elise and he was kind of acting a little distant, um, till Lana made them go on a date. And he told Elise that he's not sure about settling down because he's, he wants to travel and everything like that, right? This girl surprised his... Like, she surprised me. Because I was thinking, girl, code word, he trying to be an international hoe, right? That's what it is, right, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she she said... I can travel with you. Well, you know, he, he wasn't ready for that. <laughs> she's like, I'm ready to travel. Like, that's how I am. And he was like, oh, really? That's really nice. It's like, uh, Negro, did you not know that people like travel? Yeah. Like, you can be in a relationship and travel. A lot of people do it. What he really meant to say is like, girl, I'm scared of commitment. And if I, tra- it, you know, my traveling ain't gonna be as fun if I got a girlfriend that I gotta be accountable to and report back to and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, so I'd rather be not tied down and ha- and have some fun, right? That's what he meant to say, but he didn't say that. And she asked him to be 
uh, her boyfriend? And he said yes. But it was very clear that he was overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of clear that uh, this is gonna this is gonna end not too well, and yeah. So, but with um Louis and Louis and uh, Christine, they also went on their date, um, and this was an opportunity for Louis to I guess make it up to her and maybe. Um, show that he's committed to her and their relationship because he fucked up and touched another one's bo- boobs while they had a thing, of while they were together in the um, and you know, before this new woman came around, and so when Christine found out, you know, she said it was over. He made an apology. She accepted it eventually, and they. You know, she opened the door for them to have a second chance and she was going to and she did tell him like you're gonna have to win my trust back, right? Fair enough. And so yeah, they had this date set up and he well it didn't start out I don't know if it's the editing, you know how it is with these shows, right? Yeah. So he um started out a little rocky, right, babe? So he said what did he say? He basically said He was basically saying that he was saying things along the lines of uh, he might mess up, right? And he went, yeah, he, he essentially might fuck up, right? Um, but the order in which he gave the the speech was was off because what he really needed to have said was he really wanted to be with her, and he realized that he's a player and he's committed to trying to make it work, and he might mess up and he may need some grace. That's really what he wanted to say, but he started out with my old self and I might mess up and all of that but then ended with the part about saying he likes her at the end of it so yes yeah, so he felt like he could have worded things better he could have given the order a bit better mm. because he be started out by saying that he assuming honesty here clearly assuming honesty if he started out by saying that he really wanted a relationship with her and then pointing out what his concern was and then demonstrating his commitment to making it work by saying we can be all accountable that would work the thing that i noticed was that he started out by pointing out that he might mess up he didn't say anything to suggest that he would mitigate that he didn't mm-hmm. say things like oh we would work together or he would say something like okay, i'm gonna fight against it he just said i'm gonna mess up but i love you and you're beautiful in the sunlight you see <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's a good point that you mentioned there that he didn't say in what ways he was like i guess active steps he was going to take or how he's going to make himself accountable the way he starts he started the speech to me showed a bit of maturity to be honest with you um uh i would say i judged him saying the way he began even though it wasn't the best i felt like it takes a lot of maturity for for a man who is very attractive who has lots of options who knows he has lots of options to tell a woman that he cares about or any woman maybe to especially a woman that he cares about and he wants to be with Mm -hmm. you know to some extent whether it's just physical a little bit more like he's starting to have some emotional connection with to be like hey i'm i recognize i'm young i don't really even trust myself to have a handle on my immaturity and reckless behavior because he's like giving her the information Mm -hmm. for her to take and be like "Uh uh-oh red flag yes right and he's he's 
volunteering that information. Yes. A lot of guys, it's easy for them to sweet talk. Exactly. And promise you the world. But so in him kind of being sort of imperfect with his speech there to her, I felt like that was kind of a mature... He was trying to be mature and not over-promise. And that's a big thing. I think that's a good step. But, you know, does she take it as a red flag? No. I think women sometimes want to see what they want to see or want to hear hear what they want to hear. You know, because a guy can tell you, oh, yeah, like, it's hard for me to commit or, like, you know, I'm just not someone who likes to get tied down. But then he sprinkles in, you know, but you're beautiful, but I really like you, though, and I really Uh see our future together we can work to us and you just and most women will like forget some of the red flags yeah. there and be like okay so Sele- selective hearing selective exactly hearing. and that's just honestly it is what it is especially when people are younger women and men are younger especially women in this case are younger i i see how we do that and it's it's a learning lesson that people have to go through sometimes is that when people tell you about themselves or show you about themselves mm-hmm. as you get older you might get quicker to discern that like uh, red flag you don't have to wait till a guy says it or apologizes three times for the same behavior or recklessness or you know something like that for you to clue into the fact that he has a problem that only he can resolve if he is committed to resolving it. The way he started out to me was telling me that he recognizes he has a problem. Is he committed to resolving it? That's, that the tone guess. in which he started out the the um com- the speech yeah. made it seem like he was not committed to yes. it, and so it was putting it. It was putting he was putting the information in her hand yeah. Yeah. and saying basically, do what you will with Would this information. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. And he anyways, at the end of the day, like um, when they went back to see uh, their, the, uh, the, the, the fellow, um, mates at the villa, uh, was it, um, um, Dre that, had, that, that asked them, um, you know, are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend now? And Louis said, no, we're not. Nope. <laughs> and I Christine's mean, face like did not look again. pleased. Like it fell again. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but it i mean that's not audience looking like for us as the audience that's not really surprising though right but it just kind of i'm i can i can empathize on how much that kind of sucks for her because it seems like she's ready to make that commitment mm-hmm. but he is and he just quite isn't there nor is he as committed to wanting to be committed per se <laughs> It seems like it. I'm not, and this is not to paint him as a bad guy or a terrible person. It's it's just what I observe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Lana calls Alex and Louis to Mm -hmm. like the this sort of like area and gives them an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. They both pass the ultimatum in some sense. Like I guess you know they they picked the right answer, which was their relationship, but. I don't know. I felt like I could easily just tell that, like, at the end, this is not going to work out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it brought up the conversation we were talking about. Why is it hard for men to commit? To, to commit because it seems like these women were perfectly fine, like, committing, committing. right? Yes. And we were talking about equally attractive. The men and men and women are both attractive people. Mm-hmm. And they seem to, and their feelings, their emotional feelings towards each other seemed similar, 
like leading up to this conversation of commitment mm-hmm. but or maybe one what you're saying not necessarily emotional feelings maybe more romantic feelings okay romantic feelings erotic feelings because fair yeah yeah because we don't know for sure how they felt emotionally right um but yeah they it seemed as though they they were feeling each other at the very least right mm-hmm. uh romantically as you were saying um to me it seems kind of Emotional, romantic, I kind of feel like it could be interchangeable, no? Don't you think? Um, I said they're interchangeable for normal people. The problem here, I think, here is that this is a show that professes to be putting people who are players, both sides, together. And one thing we know that players can do is pretend. So they can act romantically, but that does not really mean that they're emotionally there. It's the same reason why. Mm. That's why I separate it into it's like you're building up romantically. That doesn't mean that they're building up emotionally because players will leave you at the altar when all is said and done. So which means the romance was there, yes, but the emotions weren't. Okay. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. I didn't never thought about it like that. But okay, so it seemed that they were on the same page romantically, mm-hmm. and equally attractive couples mm-hmm. the women seemed ready to commit but the men were hesitating mm-hmm. and it made me wonder why is it hard for men to commit and then you and i had this back and forth conversation because first of all we gotta i guess make a difference we, we we've got to distinguish the different i guess to be more accurate we have to probe further into it and ask is it that all men mm-hmm. are a specific class of men exactly it's usually a specific, a specific type class of men. it's a it's a it's the men in the top 20 percent that yes. are very attractive they got all the things going for them and or have lots of money mm-hmm. and are financially stable yeah. and they have, they have everything that women want Mm. And which is probably what drives why the women are ready to commit to them. But unfortunately, in having everything the women want that makes the women come towards them, they have lots of options in women. And so that is already a first difficulty, which is what we're talking about. Um, and I, uh, something that just crossed my mind, which we didn't quite talk about before, and you know, I like to speak in analogies. Yeah. I think of it as a flip, right? When that power dynamic is flipped. You know, when you're growing up, women have the sexual market place power. I like to put it that way because their value is higher. The men are still trying to work on it. Um, so when that is flipped, you see a somewhat similar phenomenon in a way that the average guy who's coming an up and coming, he's very ready to commit. The women aren't. The women are still trying to have their hot girl summer. The problem is that later on, that dynamic flips. The women are now ready to settle. Men are not having the hot boy fall, if you want to call it that. Okay. I see that. Yeah. I see that. So it's why I like you speaking analogies because a lot of the things we complain about societal sociologically, I like to think more psychology of it. And the psychology of it is really not that different men and women. They just manifest differently. Right? So sometimes you hear men say say stuff like when you're going through your twenties, you're having your hot girl summer. You are doing many of the exact same things you complain these men are doing. It's just that now that you're ready to settle, you conveniently forgot what you were doing in your 20s. 
that man is just doing it now. Hmm. Well, one could make the argument that it's not all women. Same thing. Right. So that I guess true. it's the hot women. That is really the thing. That it's, it's want the people to. Who have options. Yes. Yeah, women, women who have lots of options that yes. may find it hard to settle down in their. Yep. Uh, in their late teens, early twenties, because you're getting so much attention from mm-hmm. lots of different guys, and maybe it might be hard to to settle down. Yep. Um, or you can get easily distracted by you know different guys. Yes. But it, so, like, so you're saying that that's equivalent to a man who has all his shit together by his thirties. And now has everything that a lot of women, you know, want. And then he's having the opportunity now to have Mm -hmm. lots of options and be distracted and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, because the the thing about exclusivity, because really we speak in terms of commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I like to say the real thing is exclusivity, right? And because that's really what you're asking for is, is sexual fidelity, exclusivity, you, me only, right? And the thing about exclusivity, um... And just to take a step back, why I say I'd like to say it's about exclusivity. Exclusivity. I could commit to you without necessarily being exclusive, right? A lot of kept women have that life. You know, you have a well-bridged guy who's giving you a fifty. Nick Cannon. Exactly. I mean, we don't know Nick Cannon's situation, yeah, exactly. but it'd be looking like that. Well, but look at that, right? You know, mm-hmm. guy could come in. I am committed to you because a commitment does not mean I'm exclusive. A commitment says I will take care of you from a man. The same way, commitment from a woman could be I will smash you. But commitment says nothing about exclusivity. The real thing is exclusivity. Mm-hmm. And exclusivity, the difficulty of giving exclusivity is tied to the amount of options you have. Because it costs nothing really to give commitment. Right? You care about someone and you say you will commit to them. That's it. But it costs a lot to say you're exclusive to someone because it's everything else you're giving up. So that's why for the average woman or the average guy, Exclusivity is easy, right? You know, ugly Betty and medium ugly John see each other. It's very easy for them to realize that there are no, you know, there's no trope of trope of women coming over the horizon for them anytime soon. Ugly Betty knows that our DMs are dry every other Tuesday, and so someone comes have their every way. every other Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> exactly, Friday. Exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so when they see themselves. It's very easy. The exclusivity is easy to give because it's not much else that they're giving up. But you see, a young woman who's 18 and is fine has something that a lot of people want, right? She has everybody coming with a lot of gifts and everything, right? And so a guy asking her for exclusivity means she has to give up all the other attention. That's what makes that difficult. And the flip that happens for men is that later... Man who's having a lot of women throw themselves at him. You now saying you're ready for commitment. What you really are saying is you're looking for is exclusivity now. Yes, those two things are fairly close to each other. And that man is realizing he can get that too from a lot of other women. Right. So that's the first kind of line of defense line of like the first problem in it. And I think the other aspects we also talked about is also the I should call it psychological timeline in many ways. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately for a lot of men, because we noticed even on the show, right, when we had the, the men's session with the, um, the therapy session with the men, most people tend to forget players aren't born players. They have to build to be, right? And so, and a lot of those men, that's not who they try. Most players, it's a facade. 
Right. Most players will tell you that they used to be a nerd in the past. Oh, I used to be this other person. Like, I was a skinny guy. I was bullied by women and this, blah, 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 blah. Not saying that women don't go through that. But a lot of men go through this. And then the journey to being seen as relevant is longer, unfortunately. See, for a lot of women, the real hard knock story, if you think about it, is I used to be Fat Betty. And then I worked on it and became Model Betty. And not everyone came my way. It's a really one point for a lot of women. But when you think of a lot for a lot of guys, right? It's that they have to get their body right, but they also have to get their money right. They also have to get the stability right. You know, the career is a lot of stuff, right? So for a lot of men, um, for some men, for some men, yeah, because some some men are also one sided. Some men just become very attractive and they can still get women. They might not be able to get all the women as like, you know, a guy who's attractive and has and the has money. All the but yeah. But in fairness to your point, yes. Um there are some men can just cross one line, especially when they're younger. Right? And um and so that that opens up for them that access which they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And so another component as well is that psychological component where someone who is wearing a facade is kind of forever jaded or tainted in a way if they don't control it by the memory of what they used to be so like an analogy i used to give um a lady who was perhaps deemed unattractive societally she becomes conventionally attractive societally when she gets with guys i think psychologically those women tend to demand a lot more than the average woman because they are forever possessed of that thought that Oh, no, no, no. If you know who I really was, you wouldn't come for me. Do you think it depends? I don't know if that's completely accurate. The only reason why I say that is because sometimes I do see women um, that have used to be claimed that they used to be fat or ugly and now they've lost a lot of weight and they've rec- they've realized that they get so much attention because people perceive them as prettier or more desirable and as a result, they have a lot of insecurity. Like, it just comes, like, they still... I don't know if they so much require so much... Maybe what they require from a guy is more validation. Not necessarily, like, more status, more this and oh, that. Like, it's more validation because they still have that insecurity. Like, I'm thinking of someone like Danielle from... Is it Love is Blind? I know you don't. You probably didn't watch that, but... Um, is it Daniel and Nick or something? But she, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, she did talk about how she used to be um, bigger and she's lost weight and she has all this insecurity. But I, I, and but that's not a new narrative that I've I've heard. I'm pretty sure that's something I've heard before. I'm curious what the insecurity might be because then to your point because they still maybe see you know and some guys have this too it's like you you lose you you become super buff right but every time they look in the mirror both the man and the woman right they still see the 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 fat the big the undesirable like they still see so it's like to then get like a change of 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 attention from people it's like zero attention it's like all the attention all the attention it just you still it doesn't get rid of the fat younger kid or undesirable kid that you see every time you, you see you, you look in the mirror yeah and so maybe you just need a lot of validation 
But to be fair, okay, so that could actually tie a bit to what, what maybe what I was thinking before because you're still going to need a lot more than a normal person. In this case, you need a lot more validation. But I think the, the core point I think I was trying to get us is that that person still perceives the attraction they're getting, they're still jaded to that attraction they're getting because a part of the mind still realizes, is still thinking that you will not accept who I truly am. Mm. So the the lady who has now like the Danielle, right, might see a guy who's giving her attention and she's still thinking your attention to me is not valid because if I was truly fat Danielle, you would not come my way. Mm. Okay. So, so so there's still that perception that is a facade, right? They they know that this is a facade and it's hard for them to still accept sometimes validation because they're still thinking to the who they truly are. The same way for the guys, I mean, it's disheartening for them to accept the attention they receive because who the truly are was a nerd or something like that. Um, so that's one aspect of it, I think, that affects affects things. But then the other interesting part, which I think we were getting at with part that was also interesting, is that despite this, I still think women do get to that point faster than men. And then we're saying how I think what the other thing that makes it maybe a little bit more difficult for men to get to that point, despite everything, uh, because you're on a show with beautiful women, and beautiful men, and everything, right? And the women still get there faster, or they seem to get there faster than guys. I think maybe the other aspect of it might be, um, unfortunately, the seeming nature or directionality in how dating goes on right now. Right, like women tend to be receivers, receivers more receivers and men tend to tend be more to be givers. givers at least the way dating is set up right now um so for a woman who's fine and yes she's getting a lot of attention and all of these things she can run to a guy most normally probably going to be fine like her if not more hypergamy you know that thing who is because you think about it when a woman says i'm ready to settle with this guy and give up all my other options it means this person has ticked her boxes right this person is giving her what she wants right in a way that makes her want to give up other options right, right? um but unfortunately i think the flip side of that is that very often the men don't quite reciprocate that because while she's giving him some of the things that he wants and all that you know sex access to sex and all this kind of stuff i think the way dating is set up now is that men and this might be wrong, but just the perception of it, the perception is that men are the givers, right? And especially for men who can trivially give to get a lot of access to women. So let's say he's a successful guy, or let's just, even if he's a successful guy, let's say he's a fine guy. And we all know that women will bend over backwards and, you know, lower their standards for people that they find attractive, right? Men and women. Men and women, but... Yeah, attractive people are privileged. And attractive yeah. privilege. So if right. he's very attractive, he gets that privilege amongst women mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they will are more likely to lower their standards. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. And so let's say this guy gets a lot of women who are willing to lower standards for him. So the cost for him to get women is not perceived to be high from his perspective. Right. Right. And so if someone is coming and asking him down to give up all that for exclusivity with her, He's very aware of everything else that he's giving up, right? And perhaps he doesn't value what he thinks he's getting from her. Like essentially, what she's giving him, he doesn't value it strongly enough to be exclusive. So from her perspective, he's giving her attention and all the things she wants, right? 
and maybe taking her on dates on, paying for uh, that exactly right so, um and commitment would could mean for example he takes up more financial responsibility, responsibility in her life and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, in her life. Definitely. So so it's easy for a lot of women to think because a lot of women don't think, oh, I want to commit to this guy so I can pay his bills, right? You're not thinking that. No women are thinking about what they really can access from this person, right? And so it's easy, I think, for women to get to that point because you meet someone that... Well, I w- let me play devil's advocate. Some mm-hmm. women do think on a more equal level. Like, they don't necessarily think, like, okay, this guy's going to buy me a house or he's going to mm-hmm. buy me a car or he all, all these financial stuff that they may gain for him. Perhaps when they, they are usually, it seems, willing to, especially as we're we'll be, being a more modern society, a lot of women are willing to put their money on the table too mm-hmm. and be like, we can establish a life together. We can you know, travel, do vacations together and Mm -hmm. they'll pay their share of it. Mm -hmm. They just... The question is, what is their share? Their share is maybe half. No, but their share is not 50-50, right? Okay, okay. Maybe 60-40. That's why you're not beginning to talk. So, because ultimately, there is, at least in the dating phase, I'm not saying that, this is not speaking of relationships and marriages and all that, childbirth and all of that, but because when you're asking so for exclusive, it's at the dating phase. So you're at the mouth of the, you know, the river. So when you're at the mouth of the river, what does it look like if I get into a relationship with this guy and move into his place and we begin to split? It's most likely he's paying all of the rent and I'm paying some utilities, right? Like it's not balanced that way. Or maybe we're splitting things 80-20, right? Or because, or yes. I think, okay, okay. For, in a more romantic world, I will say that it's, when we're talking about romance, yes, it is normalized mm-hmm. for men to take, take up. up more financial responsibilities, yep. Yep. right? So, you know, even though a woman can come to him and be like, okay, baby, you know, I'm fine. If, if we could take turns. So I, I pay, you pay for dinner tonight. Next time we go out, you will, uh, next time you go out, um, I will pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then I feel like it's more normal for the next time for the guy to be like, oh, it's okay. You know, I got it. You know, guys will do, or maybe he'll let you pay the second time, but the third time he pays. And then the fourth time it's your turn to pay, but then he's like, nah, babe, I got this. But there is more, and not to say women don't do it. Women can do it, but it's, I even find myself in our relationship, like you probably spend more money than me by far. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, also you have more resources than I do. But and, and, and the general willingness of the average woman to do it is yeah. not as high. Yeah. Yes, there are some women who will treat But on average, but on average men will find themselves spending men, more money yes. than the woman that they're in a relationship yes. with. And it doesn't have to be a malicious thing from, from it's women. Just it's not like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's I, just I, I can see that. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, because of that perception, because many women do think straight up in terms of the advantage they would get, mm-hmm. and the advantage that they would get is praised. I mean, a woman get that bag and all that kind of stuff is praised. So it's a lot. Of, it's easier for a lot of women to get to that point. And the interesting thing is, notice I said earlier that the because of how society is set up, what men the men don't perceive or they do not respect what they think they're getting back. It used to be, I would argue, that a man will respect the fact that he's getting sexual access, right? Access to her womb, all that kind of thing. Maybe she's cooking and cleaning for him, they have domestic labor, and a lot of those things have perhaps been respected in a previous life. 
um, in the current setup, a lot of those things, right? You know, if you go do domestic for a man, it's slavery. So a lot of men are already told to prepare themselves for a life of not getting that, anyways, right? Like not getting a woman's like like a hundred percent like domestic and yes. nurturing. In the same way that the, a lot of women are still expecting the traditional man to come in with things she will receive, right? Right, and so a lot of men are now told to not expect any of the things that they typically would get, right? I I, I do think those things have value, but unfortunately, that is the setup. Especially some, and now you not think I have compounded that is for someone who maybe is um, good looking, right? Because unfortunately, a lot of good looking men too also go for good looking women. And the way she's set up and takes care of herself, she's definitely not going to be a domestic woman because she's not. I would say definitely. Okay, there are, there are women who are very attractive that are domestic. And I think that, like, for example, I, I, I don't want to generalize but i i can see a woman who's attractive like also maybe she may not know how to cook everything in the book but i think to some extent after you get past you know women would still want to impress the guy by maybe cooking or we're we're still we still offer um domestic value or nurturing value to a man's life Mm -hmm. even though our words might be more you know, female empowerment that you're trying to talk about where it's like, I don't need to do no, this domestic and that. But but there will still be women that will go over to the boyfriend's place and help clean up mm-hmm. or they'll cook for him. Like I, I I've seen beautiful women do that. I've I, 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 I think women can be a bit like um I don't want to say disingenuous but um I can say one thing for, 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 for society and do different. Yeah, we've, we've always kind of had that to a certain extent within in, the in female fairness, community. In, in so. fairness, that is true. I think in fairness, maybe I should qualify when I say definitely for those women because we are speaking in terms of the context of this top 20 type right. people. Right. The kind, the kind of women that show up on love, love sh- actually uh, shows like or that. Or lo- love is... Love is- uh, not love is uh the two hot to, to, to handle. handle maybe okay so you're they thinking don't, don't i look i like are going to do domestic okay. work. well okay i don't know you i would say know, like i don't know yeah, but yeah, yeah. because i i don't i don't even know i don't know i don't know but if women who are perceived to be in like the top 10 percent of very attractive women and not just attractive like natural beauty you're just wearing normal jeans but you put a lot of money and effort, effort into, into your, your looks, looks. yeah um, are they less likely to be domesticated? I I can't really comment on that yeah, to be yeah. honest. But okay, yeah. I'll I'll let you go on with your point. point yeah. So I said like uh, I think a lot of men, unfortunately or not, don't quite perceive that value that they might receive back. Like yes, down the line, if she's gonna give up her body to get kids and all that kind of stuff, that is down the line. But when you're at the mouth of the river, it's just dating. Mm-hmm. So when you're at the mouth of the river. A lot of men might look at it, especially in this class of people. We're not talking about non people, we're talking about a lot a lot of twenty percent. Yeah. So a lot of men in that class can look at it from the perspective of the things that I'm willing to do for her that she likes, but she does not necessarily she does not necessarily qualify for my exclusivity. Okay, well some people might say that well shouldn't a man it, you can always hire domestic help. You can always hire you know, someone to cook and clean for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to men valuing a woman for more than what she can, 
for her nurturing and domestic abilities what if and i would say domestic because i think a lot of women naturally are kind of nurturing to men that they like and that comes and that's I, that that's that takes less you don't need to learn how to be nurturing the way that you need to learn how to be dumb good with cooking or cleaning and stuff like that but what about other values that she brings maybe she sees herself as someone that she's she's not the best cook and everything and maybe women of that top 20 percentile are um don't see themselves as being the best cook or or clean because they can hire someone to do that but what they bring to your life is they can be your business partner they can be um they can build an empire with you they can maybe they also see the physical value they bring to your life in terms of like they can be an arm candy that gives you that status um amongst friends or business associates they see themselves as people who are great listeners and who will stick by you through thick and thin and willing to go through the work of a relationship yeah so interestingly enough a lot of the things you said i'll go take it out in in two in two parts um I believe your first question is what 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 happened to the world when men valued do men for her domestics is that what you said yeah no. or, or beyond the domestic yeah beyond yeah, the exactly. domestic because domestic that can be we can we can hire yes, someone to yes. do that so, so don't the, men so the question you ask is why don't men value women beyond the domestics yeah and, and look at her contra- other stuff i could give a controversial answer because he said why do we go back to a time and i could give the controversial answer that there was never such a time no, I'm not saying that there is a there was ever time. I'm saying like right now because oh, right we're, now. we're we're modern, right? Mm-hmm. Like in traditional lens, men valued women for domestic. Okay. They can be the mother of the child. But now, are we not evolving? One could say. Okay. To, to, so we can say we're evolving, but then again, that's why it comes out to like sense of perceived directionality in dating. The of all the things you mentioned, there was only one that could be arguable, and we. Can, but there's even that I mean that has a caveat, and that is the case of oh she could be your business partner. Because the problem is for it to have that value beyond her domestics, as you say, right? Okay, I can see something like being a business partner, but that one comes with the caveats of how many women actually can be good business partners despite them say because we say it all the time, oh yeah, woman is gonna be your business. Partner. Think of how many women say stuff like. You know, on a cleaning job, we can start home, we can start a business and be a business partner. I wager that most of the women are talking out of their backside. Because the reality is that you, don't, most women don't like, okay, it seems like most women don't like to work. But then they want to quit their job and go and be a business partner for a man where business is actually going to require to work harder than the 9 to 5 you had before you met him. You are not qualified to be a business partner. She could be the brains. When you bring an idea, she can help that, vet it yeah, that is, that and is, make that's, sure. That's what to say, but, uh, you're not. No, you know she can inspire you yeah, to. Yeah, you can be um, amused and all that, but that's not a business partner. I don't know. Coca Cola doesn't go to um to Sony and say inspire us. A business partner is a strong financial, legal, everything commitment. It's not inspiration. Inspiration can be gotten from a girlfriend. That's not a business partner. Damn. Okay. So that's the first one. That that is the first one I can say that could truly, if you want to be valued beyond domestics, right? That's the one I said truly could be a thing. If you're the rare woman that can truly be a business partner, I think there's some men who can value that. But even that has to count to caveats, I can say. One, 
it has the caveat that you want to be more comfortable i'm okay yeah so it has the caveat that one a lot of women do not have what it takes to actually run business it means like i personally that's just my observation if i meet someone who's already complaining about working eight hours a day for 40 hours a week you are not ready to be a business partner to work 60 70 well, hours a week it's, you don't need worse. to air our dirty laundry <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. i'm not saying that. Just in general but you see that in love because right a lot, a lot of women it's not i'm not it's, uh, yeah yeah but um so that's that one bit but um but then the other aspect that makes it interesting is that even if you're a woman then that does can be a business partner and all this kind of stuff you you would have to be meeting someone in the maybe middle class and sharing an ambition level equal to his because then that's what gives you a reason to be business partners if you go after someone who is already successful the problem there is men do not think in terms of power couples the way women think a man who's already successful is not interested in a business partner he's already successful so that is the other caveat. There. Doesn't want a boss woman who can. It's not been like he doesn't want a boss man. No, no, it's not been like he doesn't want. He's just not interested in. Because men don't think in terms of boss this and 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 power coupling. Like like men don't think in terms of women think of oh we can build an empire together. Says no man ever, if he's already successful, right? So if a man who's already this, that's why men who are already successful can sleep with Betty from, from behind the, the trash can. Right, like or or Joan who's serving at McDonald's. If a man is already successful, we don't have the hypergamy thing. He's not he's not looking for a business partner. Like, you could be, but he's not looking for one. Right. So that's the caveat there. Um so those are the only two for this one. Because everything else you mentioned, if you remove domestics, unfortunately, again we're still talking in terms of people who are successful, right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the average person. Because yes, the average person will value all those kind of things. But we're talking in terms of people who are already successful. One of the other things you talked about, you could hire a maid and all this kind of stuff, right? If you have the success level to do it. If you have the success level to do it, you're probably in the same kind of conversation as the person who's going to be the business partner. Right. But many of the women who are marrying this guy who are successful are not in the success level to buy to hire the maid because like you said a lot of times we say oh i'll hire a maid or buy gifts just like we hire men and i'll buy you gifts and it turns out that you're buying it from his credit card so he's hiring a maid not you you just go into the motions of hiring the maid with his credit card so he cannot value the fact that you hired a maid because he's hiring in the same way i think we once talked about why certain men who are successful don't value the gifts that their partners give him it's like you're buying a gift with my credit card it costs you nothing you're just going through the motions right so so if you're going again, if you're thinking in terms of how those dynamics are set up, right? These successful women who are not net. If you're successful, then you're not playing in that dynamic of someone who's bringing her money to the table, right? And again, the caveat there is that most men who are already successful are not necessarily looking for your money. Not saying that it's a bad thing, but that's a different kind of conversation. But if you remove that particular dynamic, everything else you said very often is going to turn out to be something that's still happening on his dime, right? So you're hiring a man and stuff, he's paying for it. Oh. Uh, the other things you talk about things where like uh you're providing companionship so company right you're talking and all these kinds of stuff right while that is valued it does not it's not strong enough to reverse the perceived directionality of dating which is the problem i started this up right oh you're talking i'm talking too i'm also paying the mortgage mm-hmm. 
right so it, it's not none of those things are strong enough to to reverse the perceived and that's what i'm talking about the dating phase right where you're at the mouth of the river right so you you meet a guy you're ready to settle he's giving you everything he looks like he could give you that soft life that you always want and he's perceiving that what i'm going to get from her if you remove sex from it is someone whose bills i might take up someone who may not even carry on certain bills because my credit card will pay for help um com- conversation i, I give conversation tiffany down the road gives compensation too Right, so but it's not just but the conversation that Tiffany down the road gives is not as great as the conversation that you and I have. Tiffany the might. connection. No, but Tiffany might the chemistry. But Tiffany might. Because now you're going to that thing we talk about a woman who wants to feel special, right? You're trying to play into a world where you uniquely can give the conversation you give. Are you really thinking that that eight billion women on the planet and they're dumb? Well, it's not necessarily that they're dumb or not as smart or whatever, but maybe it's that like the chemistry that you and I have. Like we just get, you Tiffany know, when you meet people. <laughs> what do you mean, Tiffany can give that? There's just a special connection. Yeah, you know, when you meet that, someone and you that, just no, know. But that, yeah, I know that connection. You meet someone and you know, but that plays into the special estate that I said, right? Everyone thinks that it's the soulmate theory, right? There's only one person and only one other person that you can have chemistry and connection with. That theory is false. The reality is that for every heartbreak you went through, you ran into another person that you had connection with, right? didn't you? Okay. Okay, fine. So, like, what can... <clears throat> how can women convince a man of that status, so to speak, the 20%, super fine and or successful, to commit to her? Exclusively. Yeah, um, d- yeah I guess, her? yeah. To ex- commit to her exclusively. exclusively. Yes. Um... That's a difficult one. I don't know. I can only think of ways to mitigate it. I think there's some wisdom that the old heads may have had when they said things like, find your husband when he's in university. Don't wait for him to be successful yet, right? Um, because, and it, that is a gamble. That is, that is fairly a gamble. But I think it's difficult when the person has already, especially a man has already been successful. Now, if he's fine alone, ah, I don't. It's hard to think of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really difficult. I mean, some people say like, wait till when the when Chad is in his thirties, like mid late thirties, and you can get a Chad. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the other one. People say, okay, so wait until the guy has get got, it. gotten it out of his system. Yeah. But then, can okay, you wait to wait that long? Because yeah. then, for that to work, and to fulfill a lot of women's biological imperative, then you're telling a woman who's in her twenties to look at an older man. Yeah, who was a Chad in his twenties? Yeah, and then something it's now like so, that. so. So that's it. That's a and and that Chad in his twenties, the guy who's a let's say he's late thirties and he was a Chad in his twenties. He may not be the quality of man. Like his attractiveness is also reduced, right? Because mm-hmm. so you may not even have yeah, the same kind of attraction. Yeah, the I mean, intense attraction yeah. that maybe you would have towards him um like leonardo um dicaprio like i don't know how to pronounce him very well forgive me but that guy that only dates 25 and under (laughs) um but like he was very i've seen movies where he acted and he was very attractive and now i've seen some pictures of him and like not like i'm not gonna go and also p square like you know p square when i was when i was a younger girl i was 
dancing in front of the TV to busybody. Yeah. Like they, they were. I thought I was like, I need to marry one of them, Peter or Paul. I'll marry, but I don't know. I need to. I my aspiration as yes. a young, yes. wo- young Woman. child <laughs> really was to marry one of Peace Square. Like you know, but now I look at them. I mean, and I'm in, like, my mid-20s. Like, I look at them, and I'm like, yeah, no, you just don't... You, you're you're old. Like, even when you do certain things, it's, like, feels a bit like you're trying to be young. But, like, you know that awkward moment where, like, guys used to be so hot, and then, like, they, they're aging. They're clearly aging, but they're not dressing or acting the way that, like, is appropriate for their age. Yeah. And you're just, like... Did you not get the memo that you've aged out of this phase, mm-hmm. you know, or this look, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I guess that's a risk you run is if you wait for a Chad to be older, you really might not even have that that energetic or romantic or lustful pull towards him. Mm-hmm. And then if a guy who's a Chad in his 20s and 30s does not also get his money right or spends it on a frivolous lifestyle of traveling around, hooking up with lots of girls, da 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 He's not going to be as successful as a guy who is prudent mm-hmm. with his, his resources yeah. and everything, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I guess to add to the yeah, whole yeah. difficulty, the difficulty of it is, is getting such a person because, and that's the other problem about it, right? Is that the longer time, as time passes, I think those men are less likely to give exclusivity because I watched an interesting video from. This, uh, I think it's called Psych Hacks. It's a psychologist I like mm-hmm. to watch on YouTube where he mentions that a relationship is the medium within which value is exchanged. Not love, but a relationship is a medium within which value is exchanged. And if a person, man or woman, feels or perceives correctly or incorrectly that they can receive the value they want in a relationship cheaper than in a relationship, they will not be in a relationship. Because they can receive the value outside of a relationship relationship, for cheaper, cheaper, they will not get into a relationship. They will not be in a relationship. I mean, isn't that the whole old age saying of like, you know, why would a man want to buy the cow if he gets the milk for free? Exactly. So there's sayings like that, right? Sometimes all these old age sayings come around and you'd be like, like when you're younger, you'd be like, that is so misogynistic. (laughs) That is so, you'd be like... You know, that's not politically correct. Oh, women cows, like, you know, are they cars, right? So, but it's very interesting how certain, it, it like, right back, yeah. yeah, certain lessons in life or that about from men and women or how relationship works, they may not be phrased in a, in the wokest way mm-hmm. in, in, in this generation, but there's some underlying truth that's worth Sort yeah, of, that, yeah. that you recognize, you know, still lives on today. Right? Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so for example, in the example that, if I remember the example that the, the psychologist gave, psych hacks, where he said, um, if a woman, previously, for example, a woman wants to get access to men's resources, right? And a relationship gives you access to men's resources. Well, let's just say she's a fine woman and all this kind of stuff. And men are giving her resources for free and are willing to take her on dates or OnlyFans or something like that, right? Such a woman will have a difficult time giving exclusivity because you mean to tell her she should stay and get this value in a relationship that she can get for free, or che- well, not for free, for cheaper outside of it, right? Essentially, a crass way of looking at it this way. She can get two grand from you 
from an average person or, or something, right? Within some, maybe he needs to work for it and get to it and blah, blah, blah. Or she can go on 10 days that I willing to spend 200 bucks on her. And she can do that far quicker and easier if she's an attractive woman, right? Yeah, very, very attractive. Exactly. Niggas exactly. aren't out on these streets. Like, yeah, but you if, if, if she's got to be like top, yeah, top. Yeah, the top, the top, top. But you see, the flip happens too for men, right? I think the more a man gets successful, right? He can get, because if the man is already successful, he's already fine. He's already all these things, right? He can already pay for his own maid himself. He doesn't need you to swipe his credit card to pay for a maid, right? He can do all that for himself and he's already done. Even something like wanting a child, he can easily just do the camera route. So he doesn't need the relationship or marriage to have a child, right? Oh, is this sex you're bringing to the table? He can get that for cheap outside of a relationship, right? Because now what you're asking for him exclusively is, let's say this guy's rich, he's a millionaire. Him exclusively coming to you is paying a $1 million price to get you and you only. Right. When he can get everything you're giving him now for cheaper than a million dollars outside. It just, it, it's one of these things where it reminds me of some other men that come to mind. Mm -hmm. Like um, Don Jazzy has mm -hmm. said that he's not, he doesn't do monogamy um jamie fox also fox, yeah. said that he doesn't he, yeah. I, I i can't remember how he phased it but i don't think he is like looking to get married yeah. or marriage is a goal for him mm -hmm. and uh nick cannon looking at him mm -hmm. really not like have multiple families right it it makes you wonder you see these patterns of like men who are super successful you can categorize as top 10 percent mm -hmm. even and they just it's like they monogamy or marriage not, is no is not an option that they, they are yet yeah. yet yeah, that they pursue yeah so that's very interesting I yeah the ones you see typically the, the couples that you see who are stable long term like you know your dance washington's and cool right they've been doing that since he was a nobody right it wasn't like but she got him exactly. at the finish line but you meet someone at the finish line because that's what you're asking right the opportunity cost of what you're asking that person the price of the exclusivity you're asking that person is that they're giving you the entirety of their network to you for value that that person perceives i say correctly or incorrectly perceives they can get for cheaper outside the relationship right and on that note, we got to pause here because mm -hmm. my recording will not let me go further than an hour and yeah. we are heading towards that. But if you guys want to hear more about these conversations between Eddie and I, please comment, subscribe, let, let us know what you thought about this um, episode. I would love to hear from you guys. And if you've ever made a guy who is in the top 10 20 percent like real attractive has his money right stable commit drop a comment i want to hear about it you know let us know how you did so because this seems to be a rather difficult thing an interesting um, caveat also ask the guy because we also noticed this with uh -huh. some of our friends we found out love men think that they made the guy commit also ask the guy if the guy already committed himself right because a lot of guys who do want to commit in that stage they've already pre-selected to come in. Essentially, they've yeah. already come in knowing that they want to Exactly. They, they already someone. decided. Yeah, they, they already decided. decided. So Not that. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, get that fact straight. Go, you know, talk to him. Or if you're a guy who has, you used to be a player and you committed, 
did you decide that you were going to com- commit or was it the woman that, that made, you, made you commit because yeah. i know there's that special narrative that goes on and on in romance and um in rom-coms about the woman making a guy commit or change his ways but anyways um yeah share share the stories guys and um have a lovely lovely rest of your week until next time thanks eddie and uh yeah have a lovely day guys bye bye